Warning, Serious Business is a podcast about Homestuck. Give me piping hot off the interclouds. All right, lads, what's the gag? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Say some Homestucky bullshit. <laughs> that's what we do most days, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there wasn't really a lot in this section to make jokes out of. No. This isn't a great section, to be honest. True. <laughs> How would you like to die? <laughs> <laughs> when the assassins come for you, how will you <laughs> get it? What company you'd most enjoy stealing files from? Twitter, so I can watch Elon Musk die in real time. <laughs> I mean, I'm having fun doing that, and I don't even need Twitter files. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the Roxy Lalonde level hacking of... God that's a boner cage. We're not in the episode yet. It's fine. <laughs> you still did it. I still did it. Well... It's fine, because between the two of you, I now know the names of the last two characters. <laughs> oh, damn it. Well, I mean, I guess that's our cold open. Like, <laughs> the truth comes out, does we spoiled the last two kids' names, and so I'm not giving a shit about them anymore, but <laughs> we haven't spoiled the other last two kids' names, and those ones we will be keeping extra secret. Mm-hmm. In order to do this, we will be recording exclusively after 8 p.m. so that we're all wide awake and on the top of our game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not water. That's a lot of liquid. <laughs> it's a gin and tonic. Oh, okay. I love like, gin. That's just a glass full of vodka. <laughs> no, vodka ruins me, but gin... Jin and I get along really well. To prepare for talking about Roxy Lalonde, you have prepared <laughs> yourself. <laughs> We're not even talking about Roxy this. We, I mean, not really. Not Roxy, this episode. my queen. I Roxy just think she's Hart, neat. The best main character, character of Chicago. <laughs> anyway, the names got spoiled, and so we've stopped caring. If all of this is in the episode, I will be surprised and also entertained. Oh, I should probably introduce myself. Fuck. You should you guys, probably introduce this the show. Was so bad, I don't remember how to podcast. <laughs> uh, hello and welcome. In fairness, to it's series. been a while. It has been a bit. If we had done this Monday night, I would have been on top of it. But instead, I'm Sam sorry. was tired from Grand Fuck Rapids you. Comic Con. We'll get into that later. Introduce the goddamn show. Love you, babe. Uh, <laughs> hello and welcome to Serious Business, a podcast about Homestuck. My name is Sam. My pronouns are he and him. And uh, what's the gag again? <laughs> Fuck. Assassins. How would assassins <laughs> yes, take you, you out? You. If I were to be assassinated in my neighborhood, I would be smothered by one of the like giant inflatable Halloween decorations, which is somehow still up down at the end of the street on my neighbor's house They're in their front yard. Hell yeah. Hello, my name is Samariel. My pronouns are they, them. You can call me Sam. You can call me Ari. If someone was trying to assassinate me specifically in my neighborhood, they would either recruit the turkeys from the cemetery who Ooh. hate me. I mean, that's just turkeys, though. Well, in fair, there are many of them now. It was originally only three who hated me, and now there's five. So... <laughs> yeah, but like, haven't you befriended the crows? Like, isn't there? Like, I'm trying to befriend the crows. Can you get the, the birds to do a war? Yes. I would love to get the birds also, to do a war. Like, it's Thanksgiving coming up. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> God, if only. No, there's been turkeys in this neighborhood for so long, and they don't die. And I'm Bastion. My pronouns are he and they. Uh, and I would be so goddamn easy to assassinate. Biking aside, I I will take food from anyone. So like poison, definitely a way to go. All right. Uh, this week we read pages. Wow. You know that's it. why this why it's not a good section is because there's so few pages here. We read pages forty two oh eight through forty two eighty five. That's like eighty ish pages ish. Yeah. It's not a ton. And it's like. Jane's dream and then actually getting to meet Dirk. That's it's weird. I had to like give myself permission to say that. Uh and then Brobot shows up and the island reveal happens. Are we actually just saying the names now? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, listener. I went on a whole tear about how it was fine when that I was planning to leave in. So. While we while we were talking before the show, uh, oh, that's I've... going in the episode for sure. Oh, okay. Doesn't it's even hard. matter anymore. It's hard not spoiling Homestuck, and no one understands. <laughs> it's fine. Now we've got Roxy Hart and Dirk Gently, and it's gonna be a great time. Sure. That's yes. That is how I would characterize this part of Homestuck. A great time. <laughs> yeah so this is uh we we delayed recording by a couple of days because i am coming off of comic-con and uh lordy lordy let me tell you going to a con now that i know what homestuck is it changes a, everything don't it it changes so <laughs> much like i i i there was a whole ass vriska like and she was a good Vriska. Not just like a half Vriska. She was like... a, no, like fully every aspect of Vriska. Like she looked amazing, but like I had to keep walking because I I was just like I can't. I can't. I let can't. people know I'm a sinner. Well, it's it's the thing. Like I would be I would be talking to an artist and being like, oh my god, I love you know this work. I love your prints. And then I would just turn slightly to like shift, and here comes fucking. Hero of Breath, John, God Tear walking past me, and I'm like, if I acknowledge that I know what that is, they know that I know, and then they'll know that I know that they like, and it's it's just like, oh God, and like there was a fucking there was a Nepeta, I saw it, I saw the hood, it was the whole hood, and I was like, shit, that's Nepeta, that's my babe, and I was like, but if I say something, then they'll know that I know. And oh god! And then the people that I am with will know that I know. Ah shit! It's a bit of a minefield. I'm in a X Men Discord server, and there's a user by the name of Circuit. And I, the other day, I was like, "Hey, nice Homestuck name!" And they were like, "I don't know what you're talking about. This is a reference to the Egyptian goddess of like medicine." And so I was like, mm, "Okay, sure." And then someone else responded, and I was like, sure, "Oh crap!" Jan. Now everyone in Discord knows that I have read <laughs> now Homestuck. Now all of China knows. Yeah. And and someone responded and says, "I know your sin, for I too am a sinner. <laughs> like, uh... I too have experienced it." Girl, what were sin. you doing at the devil's sacrament? <laughs> Literally, though. Actually, whole ass. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I'm forever changed and can never go back. Liar. You know, you know you'll be that, at the next what, con. Yeah, now what? You're going to start caring about sports? It's your last Comic Con. No, 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 no. Yeah. I don't. I don't mean I can never go back to Con. I mean I can never go back to the way it was before. Ah, uh, yes. I I have yes, seen the face of Cthulhu. The you, you yeah, have left I the... I am forever changed. You yeah. you returned home to your hero's journey to find that it in fact changed you and things will never be the same. Homestuck is my hero's journey. Homestuck was your building's romance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Man, do we even have to do the episode? I really like just riffing with you guys. Like, I mean, yeah, we could was... just do a serious business business. Yeah, we didn't do one of those. Oops. A serious, serious business business? Yeah. 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 We didn't do one of those after part two. It's fine. I did re-listen back to all our high vent stuff last week. And and you know what? We did some pretty good stuff. Yeah. I'm proud of us. It's a lot shorter when you listen to it all in one weekend. It's like, wow, this is like eight hours. <laughs> it's we crazy. We talked about all of high vent. And it took so long when we did it. It's almost like life has other things that it's happen. Almost like we spread out these episodes every other week. Also, like, oh, yeah. um, somebody edits these and does a really good job. Thanks. Yeah. So That's I'm the both... thing too. The first time, sorry, not to get too serious, serious business, business. Hmm? I'm listening through, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. This is the episode called Doctors Hate Her. I know this is the episode Friska shows up in. I know this is the episode Doc Scratch shows up in. The first time my Doc Scratch voice blasts in my ears, I did jump scare myself. <laughs> like, it was loud. It was in stereo. It was, whoo. I think I did a good job. You did great. Oh, shit, I'm spilling my tea. But yeah. So I'm coming off of both Comic-Con and also the Binging Barbie podcast. Yes! So hello, friends, if you are here after following me from the Binging Barbie podcast. Um, we swear here, 
and oh, we talk about Homestuck. They don't talk. They don't swear wow. on binging Barbie. Such and respect. I, and I didn't. I'm I didn't proud of swear. You. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, we we do swear here, and we talk about Homestuck. So, uh, listener, beware! You're in for a scare. Also, if you've made it this far, congratulations! Because <laughs> uh, good luck listening to these not in chronological order. Honestly, though, it's the problem with doing a Homestuck podcast. There's not that many good jumping on points. Um, oh, not at all. Not even a little bit. And hey, if you're one of our regular listeners, you should go listen to Binging Barbie. It's pretty good. I haven't listened to it yet, but I am a fan of a lot of the people on that show. As a person who's a big Barbie fan, it's relatively decent. Uh, The people are lovely. Don't sell it too hard. Listen, listen. Here's my problem. (laughs) I will go down defending Barbie and the Nutcracker as an absolute masterpiece and they that was episode 1 for them and they fucking like roasted it they absolutely like they gave it ones across the board and i was furious one of the main reasons i wanted to be on that podcast was to fucking set the record straight <laughs> is there a frankenstein barbie video you can go movie you can like do a yeah it's called file. monster high freaky fusion <laughs> which victor frankenstein is a major character they call him sparky then how do you know it's Victor Frankenstein? Because there's a big like twist at the end where where Frankie's like, listen, Sparky, you don't have to be afraid. You can trust yourself and the people around you. People love you. Just like my great grandpa, Victor Frankenstein. And he goes, wait, I'm Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> what? <laughs> there will be an episode of Frankenfiles about Monster High Freaky Fusion. Do not worry. I cannot wait. But first, there needs to be an episode of Serious Business. Yeah. About this. About this. This act. At some point, I remember, like, going up to Bastion and being like, yeah, I like the Alpha Kids more than the Beta Kids. I just don't know who that person was that said that, (laughs) because that is so wrong. Like, (laughs) Roxy is the best, but the rest of them are, like... Yeah, it's a bit of... Yeah, I mean, well, here here we go. Here's Ari's first impressions. This section, I mean, this section, but also everything that we've seen so far, it all feels like a bit of a lull, which, like, it kind of has to be because we just had right. Cascade, which is such a big thing. But this this not only feels like a lull, but also... It forces you to fully reorient yourself, which feels like a fucking chore after everything that we've gone through between Homestuck and Hivebent. And, like, we've already done the reorientation. We did it in Hivebent. And now we have to do it again? Here's new characters? Here's a whole new situation? Fucking Christ, we're so far into this game, and we're having to do it all over again? Fine. Fucking fine. God damn it. Like, it's, I can, one of the main things that I got told when I tell, one of the main things I get told when I tell people I do a Homestuck podcast is, oh, I read that and then I gave up because it got too weird and confusing and frustrating. And we've definitely hit a couple of the points where if I was just reading this casually, I might have gone, okay, I think I'm done now. Like, it just, just, this is, this is. Yeah it's it's frustrating and i know homestuck as a narrative is often deliberately frustrating for a reason but this is just kind of frustrating yeah so i mean it's still relatively interesting like i'm still curious as to what's going to happen but like here's here's new things that you need to get invested in with a whole different situation and it's like all right yep Round three, here we go. Like I, and that's the thing too is like I understand that these have to be like more complex characters to allow the mm-hmm. actual main characters to grow to be more complex because otherwise, like the narrative, it would be a weird shift. Mm-hmm. But it is still a weird shift. It's just a weird shift by introducing new characters instead yeah. of being like all those goof goof hijinks had emotional repercussions. Because like. The complexity I do kind of enjoy, although I feel I'm 
I'm hoping we're not at our most complex because these characters still feel relatively simple. Um, but like yeah. it's it's it is that reorientation of here's the same thing except different, and you just have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of frustrating because it it feels like I'm being punished for carrying on. And this act doesn't even end with Jane entering the medium, like which is it where Act One ended was for John. Like yeah, yeah, we got a whole nother act to get through before that happens. Oh, I mean, it does still end with an explosion. It does end with an explosion at the house. Yeah, at first when it happened, I was like, oh, shit, the meteors came early. Then I was like, wait, no, hold on. (laughs) There was a meteor inside the mail. It's like the um, letter delivery bullet. (laughs) (laughs) You shoot the bullet into the letter and you open it up and a bullet comes out. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, this section starts with a conversation between Jane and Jake. And they talk about Jane's dream. Sure do. She is on Prospit in her dream. They got some nice Prospit, like yeah, both both cool her Prospit and Jake. Um, the Prospitans here are uh, naked. Well, they're not naked. Sorry, they're just <laughs> they're wearing light gray clothes. The Prospitans here are wearing clothes that are very generic because nothing's been prototyped yet, and so they're not wearing like cool jester outfits yeah. or whatever. They're very generic figures yet. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool thing is like the template that Spurb provides for anything to be loaded onto. You know. As she dreams. Oh, there's a nice oil splotch here on page 4211. Just going to note that. Um, <clears throat> as she's dreaming, they're all sort of like filing out into the streets and she realizes it's a funeral p- procession. And as she gets closer, she can hear them say, the page is dead. Our hope is lost. It's the cue. It's the it's the cue. It's the cue? For the cue for the queen? Oh, yes. Fucking Christ. <laughs> but turns Someone out, throws eggs, gets arrested. Vespasians are British, I guess. You know what? I'll, I'll allow it. That makes sense. Dursites are New Yorkers. Prospitans are British. Amazing. This makes sense. Um, no, that tracks. Turns out Jake's dream self is dead. It is his funeral. This like panel of Jake's dead body on the bed of flowers is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely, it's very dramatic. And it's very like, oh God, like it, you know. Because we haven't um, even started the game yet. How the fuck yeah. did your dream self die already, Jake? Holy shit. Yeah, like that's your uh, extra life, my guy. Like, yep. Whoops. Rip and piss. They, yeah, they don't really understand that like this has to do with the game, but they're like, yeah, this is a bad omen. Well, yeah, because yeah, because Jane. And they can't really I, do anything about it. I think. I mean, Jane is sort of on board with things right now, relatively, but she's still sort of not fully understanding of what everything means yet. Mm-hmm. And so, so she's like, yeah, you know, you were dead in my dream. And that's weird, right? It feels like a bad sign. Hopefully it's nothing, though, because it's still a dream. And it's like. Jane is also the skeptic, though. Yeah. Like, there are reasons. Like, we, we get a conversation where Dirk's like, you need to be more like Jake. By which he means, like, believe in things. Yeah. And, like, I do like Jane as a skeptic, but it does also breed that weird interpersonal conflict which is sort of at the core of these kids where it's like, I'm not believing you about your time travel bullshit. I'm not believing you about the evil batter witch. Yeah. Yeah. The, the skeptic thing is it's difficult in a game, in a game setting, especially. Oh yeah. Because like, I mean, we're all, we're all, we're all D and D players here. We've all dabbled in the dungeons and the dragons. Having the character who's like the edgy loner yeah this is sort of what it feels like the equivalent of of just like okay well then i don't know how to engage with you you're gonna have a really rough time with this whole situation you're if you're insight not going check to everything i fucking say huh partake really? in okay. what's going on yeah, yeah. and so it, it, it it's it, bad improv it starts at a difficult position and it's like okay well then why are you even playing the game 
It's good, however, if you want to have a game with uh, inter-party conflicts. Yeah. Like uh, Which, Die. Like Die. Ah, Die, my beloved. Kieran Gillen is an artist, <laughs> a visionary, and a genius. A genius. A uh, criminal that Homestuck is not in the inspirations for Die. I don't understand how. What? They are so very similar. Okay, so we've t- mentioned to die before on this show. Yes. If you have read Homestuck and you enjoyed Homestuck and you also like RPGs, you should read Die. It's you a 20-issue comic from Kieran Gillen and artist Stephanie Hahn and, oh, I don't remember who else was on the team. It's really good. It's sort of a deconstruction of role-playing games and also, like, fiction as a whole. The hardcover is out today. Find it at your local comic shop. Um, it's gorgeous, mm-hmm. but also there's a role-playing game that came with it. Bastion it's ran it for good. us uh, with some friends, and it is, uh, frankly, if you want to do a Homestuck RPG, it is the system you should be using. Yes. At the back of the book, there's an appendix which says, here's all the things that sort of vibe with Die that crossed my path online while uh, working on this. Homestuck is not on the list, and like, I'm just, I just want to talk to Kieran Gillen for a second <laughs> right now. Like, Kieran... Karen, I don't understand how you've never, ever read Homestuck. Because, like, sir, you have a Tumblr. It vibes so hard with Die. Very. And it's so, like, the themes are there. The games are there. It's, like, I don't understand why it's not on that list. Like, (sighs) they vibe. They vibe. Die is less convoluted and yet more convoluted Die is significantly less convoluted than Homestuck. Anyways. Anyways. Jake so, leaves. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Well, no, I mean, yeah, Jane tells Jake about her dream where Jake is dead. And Jake is like, huh, gross. Anyways, and he goes off into the island uh, to. That must mean something. Anyways, onto this thing. Yeah, more or less. But yeah, so then he, he, he heads out onto his island because he's got to track down the robot so that he can get its uranium. You gotta get it to Uranimum. Uranimum. Uh, but first, we, we, we get this whole bit about the pumpkins, which feels significant because pumpkins were significant to Jane. Oh, sorry, go First, ahead. we find out that his tower is not a tower, but rather just the one room off to the side, which is on the ground in the middle of the woods. Yes. Jade's old room has somehow broken off of its tower and is its own separate location now. And and later in this section, we do in fact see the tower is destroyed. Yeah, the tower no longer exists. So, many question marks. Um, But yeah, so so Jake walks out into the wilderness and we see just sort of this whole massive pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we get this little bit where it's like sometimes the pumpkins disappear, and there's also a bit where like it essentially says that like Jake found in a purifier as a kid, and would purify a bunch of pumpkins, mm-hmm. and from that all of these pumpkins now exist. Yeah, and now as an as a quote unquote adult, he's like, man, sometimes these pumpkins disappear. I wonder what that's about. Anyways, so. Here's here's one of them closed loops. Um, yeah, so you know. so we also find out that the the way he was appearing the pumpkins is also how he and Jade have been communicating. So the strong like implication here is that Jake is responsible for Jade's disappearing pumpkins. Oh. Yeah. And yet someone else is disappearing his pumpkins. What pumpkins? Exactly. <laughs> but before we have time to think about that, here comes Lalonde. Woo! Lalonde. What monster in the background? <laughs> Don't even worry about it. It's not important. And in fact, it isn't. But. Just another lovely conversation with Madame Lalonde. I love her so much. I love her so much. Truly. I, I love how, like. A horror Bible. <laughs> like, just. just... A, a horror Bible. Also, the text like, I live I, my life I by. have also but. done the thing in the group chat where you misspell something really badly into something else and gone, no, that's correct. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know what? Actually, I did mean that. Um, 
she's this conversation is basically about how she's like conflicted about playing the game but by the end she sort of just like talks herself into being like yeah i guess it'll be fun at least i'll have my friends at least i'll have my friends and then she's like and also uh jane has a crush on you oops except i didn't say that okay bye okay bye as well as i mean yeah so she's she's like yeah jane has a crush on you oops i didn't mean to say that and he's like ah well if i at some point in the future wanted to talk to you apropos of nothing about relationship things because like he he very clearly picks up uh what um lalonde is putting down of like Ah, uh, you are not allowed to talk about this due to an agreement between you and Jane. Right. But if I were to say things without any prompting, we could have a conversation. It's like, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. hell yeah, we can do that. And so, yeah. And, and establishing of some friendship barriers. Yeah, and then they also have, like, the more important part of this conversation where she's like, hey you believe in people and like Jane never believed my stuff, but like you believed me. Um, and what's, what's the line? Uh, Jane never believed my crap. Never any of my warnings about the Baroness didn't believe any of the stuff about my mom and so on and so on. And soon till after a while, I just stopped even trying to convince her hard or bring up any crazy shit. Because you know doing a lot of songs and dances to convince somebody who thinks you're just shitting them all the time kind of wears on a friendship. And who even needs that? But you believe in stuff. Probably because the more crazy fake shit you believe in, the more open the world gets and the more chance there is for adventures being real, right? And Jake responds, Righto. If a man believes hard enough in imaginary things, then I dare say that makes them slightly less fake. Mm. That was good, Bastion. Which uh, it was very good. That fashion. was really good. <laughs> it's lovely. Which, Which then is... sets off the alarm bells in any sane person's head of going, "That's Samaritan bullshit. That's Samaritan shit." It's Fuck. also some Tavros stuff. Also Tavros, but Aridan was the neo-Nazi, which Jake English is already like. Sure. Yeah. So you know. Well, we also know Jake is. Oh, what's it? Page of Hope, yes. which is the which is intersection also of Tavros and Aridin, yeah, because yeah. Tavros was the page and Aridin was the Hope player. Yeah. Um, so you know, this yeah. can't be good. I think it's something then, that we've gotten from a couple of different yeah. characters already in Homestuck. I think John may have already mm-hmm. said it as well. I think yeah, John. But John's also that sort of person that believes in just their friends. Yes. But also, like, yeah, Jake may be too trusting. You can't believe everything random strangers on the internet tell you, you know? But as a character in a narrative, it does help to yes and sometimes. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. absolutely. Um, there's also uh, Roxy... We didn't talk about this last time, but it happens a, a bit in here. Um, Roxy and Dirk talk using troll vernacular a bit, where Roxy's like, yeah, I'm cool being a pale friend to all varieties of cute and eligible as hell peeps. I did notice that. And uh, she wants to know what Jake wants for his Wiglin day. Yeah. And uh, Dirk, instead of taking a shower, it's, he's taking an ablution, which is just something to flag up for those kids whereas for your consideration in uh uh uh, jake and jane's uh timelines we have seen already uh troll shit popping up in the flagship of uh the condus showing up in the ad for betty crocker and now this time on jake's island there's the Lucy, Lucises, just a whole bunch of Lucy, just, um, just a whole bunch of just a whole bunch of uh, childless parents. Yes, childless parents. That's um, that's what childless it is. Troll monsters. There's um, 
Also, one more thing, which is that Roxy enables the Brobot's novice setting again as an early birthday gift to Jake. Yes. Yes, she does After do that because she's a hashtag hacker. It. Yep. Go, mom, go. Go, mom, go. I just think she's neat. Um, and then, yeah, the the fact that Lucy are on the island is revealed as Jake turns around and we get a redux of the car cat and crab dad fight where it's like, you should uh, go check out the Homestuck Bandcamp for music on, if you want to hear music right now. Ugh, crab dad. This is a large crab dad, though. It is a very big crab dad. This is significantly larger than Carcat's crab dad. So, Jake fights crab dad, just shoots him with guns. We get another bunch. Tavros uh, similarity when Jake kills Tinkerbell. Yeah. Ugh. Oops. Oops. There's only one of those sweet little fairy bulls. You just murdered him inappropriately with your multi-bullet device. You love those little fairy bulls. You just feel awful. And then in the background, there's the Brobot. And uh, Kill Bill sirens play and let's read Homestuck at this point. Which is, as they should. Yeah. Yeah. Is, as they should. Which is a good audio gag. Honestly, if you're going to... If you're going to read Homestuck, you should actually just be listening to Let's Read Homestuck because it is very good. Hell yeah. Um, we go back to Jane and we see the last bunny and that's about everything that happens here. Yeah. Turns out, in fact, Bro Strider did send a, uh, a family heirloom uh, and it's a murder bunny with a katana. Yes. You know. Which Jane promptly names Lil Sebastian. <laughs> Because, again, Jane thinks uh, fucking Ron Swanson is the best. So Parks and Rec is a readily available resource. Yep. it's We didn't talk about last time that like Jane got bunnies dressed as Indiana Jones and a wizard from uh, Jake and Roxy for her birthday at one point, and they were like, also, Mr. Strider sent you a rabbit, but that one's di- somewhere else. And so here we get the third bunny revealed. Yeah, inside it is It is inside of, of the... Yeah, the corpse of Pop-Pop Crocker. Just pops out, says hey. Jane activates it so that she can try to get outside to go get her uh, fucking copy of the game. Yep. Uh, but instead fully damages the corpse of her ancestor. Mm-hmm. Which, like... I'm sure that will have no significance whatsoever. Really? It's not like that shard of glass shooting up Nana's, the 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 uh, the eye on the the Joker doll had any repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. Corpses. Anyways. In, uh, Homestuck. When we're about to enter the game, that has never been no significance relevant before. None whatsoever. Anyways, Jake meets Goat Dad. Yeah, so we get to see the full island. There are all the different Lucy around. We see a whale in the lagoon. We see a giant dragon flying by. A temple with uh, eight satellites. Yeah, suggesting that this session of the game will have eight players. And no interior tower. Yes, there's no prospect on this tower, which is concerning. I'm not sure. And then there's a herd of the um there's a yeah the centaurs which is I'm just not going to think about. We're just going to yeah. I'm just going to yeah. skip past that one. And then Anyways, Goat Dad. Goat Dad. Hey. Goat Dad rises from the ocean to fuck some shit up. Jane and Dirk have a conversation. Woo. <laughs> it's him. It's actually him. It is the real him. The real him. We get to see him. It's He's on the roof. Right. He's got some white birds around him, which is interesting. It's an opposite. It, it's an opposite, but also the same. It's like, it's like a dark mirror. Wow. Oh, clearly these seagulls are just Lucy, right? Like, oh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, they That's must why be. they're white. Yeah. What is this conversation even? 
Oh, this is the like, yes, you're the leader of our session, but actually I'm going to be the secret leader. Yeah, I'm, fucking... I'm the real puppeteer. This, <laughs> this, this man. Oh boy. Truly. Yeah, we're getting we're we're getting our spurb scrub synthesis here of uh, yeah. Jane is John, but Dirk is Vriska? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what else happens in this conversation. I mean, on 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 one hand, it's kind of. It's kind of cool. I mean, maybe not cool is the right word, but it's like, that's fair. You know, this is bro whose whole thing was puppets. That's true. So, like, it does track that he would do some kind of nonsense bullshit like this. How legit is he meaning in any of this? It's all irony, dude. Impossible to tell. It's all irony. Yeah. As we get further and further into this, it's all irony as it goes further down. The the irony pile doesn't stop getting taller. Was that Seriously. the appropriate Homestuck reference? Uh, well, whatever. I was just gonna um, say it's irony all the way down, but uh, yeah, that's that's better. Yeah. Yeah, I will say um, the art on forty two fifty eight, which is uh, Strider looking sort of up at like the broadcast tower with the circling uh, seagulls, like is very good art um oh you know what it is he's looking up there's something shining in the sky it's a gif there's something shining in the sky that he's looking up at oh presumably uh it's a meteor presumably i will also note there is an arm on this page it blends in with the seagulls which is probably why it's on this page Uh but you know birds and the striders are a common theme that we've seen Mm-hmm. significantly before so yeah who knows oh also in this conversation he says uh the autoresponder uh is a fully cognitive self-aware entity i am responsible for not even to mention an approximate cerebral duplicate of myself you don't need to make a clone of yourself to live in a dead-end existence where it has no chance to thrive as an individual or surpass its limitations uh which is in response to jane's asking like why do you even turn on the autoresponder? They have a conversation about uh, Dave in this world where he's like too busy with his movies and stuff to actually like raise Dirk. Um, yeah, it seems to be like similar to sort of the, the relationship that existed previously of yep. Dave and bro, except this time instead of doing puppet shit, presumably like Dave is off doing movies and bro is vibing, I guess. Making robots and shit and being ironic to his friends online. I do actually want to flag up one thing here, which is that we've seen the origins of Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff for Dave, which is like it is a mix of bro's style like Dave's bros style of comics with Terezi's drawing style. Yes. As like a, like our friends help define who we are sort of a thing. And we know sweet bro and hella Jeff exists in this world because there's the movies, which Jane says in this conversation, those films are terrible. And Dirk's like, yes, I agree. And they're all like, unless your name's Jake English, in which case you love all movies. (laughs) I'm definitely overthinking this, but it sort of cheapens the, like, our friends make us who we are import of Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff to have it exist here. No, that's fair. But also Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff is, like, the only recognizable thing that Dave creates. And so if you're going to have it be, like, he's something big in pop culture now, it's going to be Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, yes. I'm conflicted. Yeah, I think there's maybe a couple things going on there in that like uh it's important that uh future characters in homestuck be able to reference the one source of in-universe memes yes sure um and also that like right sweet bro and hello jeff is a synthesis of bro and terezi but it is also like 
a unique part of Daveness, like whatever the platonic ideal of a Dave is, is going to create <laughs> Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. Uh, Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff and Dad are universal constants. Yeah. Basically. Yes. The original bunny under Lil Sebastian's robotics was definitely stolen just from the Nick Cage Museum from Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Ah, yes. Or I something very similar. Yeah. It's it's the bunny again. No it's, one is yeah. surprised. It's the bunny again from this actual timeline. I have in the notes this monologue could be good to read, but I don't have flagged up which monologue it is, so let me see if I can find that. Is it the uh, I will be the unseen hand whose nimble digits are it behind might, every subtle yeah, twitch it's in probably, our sessions? Yeah, it's probably. Yeah. irony should always include measures of That was the other one it might be. Um, that one's shorter, so let's read that one. The upper echelons of irony should always include measures of sincerity. And if the satirical practice is executed faithfully, it will achieve something bona fide in its own right regardless. Through an intense commitment bordering on religious devotion to the absolutely insane, absurd, or plain fucking stupid, a very different kind of sincerity begins to materialize. One of reverence to the ridiculous. You begin to mean it but what exactly it is you mean is never quite what appears on the surface and is utterly inaccessible to obtuse and literal minds that you mean it then becomes inseparable from the joke an additional rich strata of humor may be stripped aggressively from this irreconcilable truth this is fascinating if a wee bit more dissertation than i bargained for this morning i had so much to learn and i'm not even saying that ironically will you teach me your ways one day sir perhaps an apprenticeship will open oh god i'd love that consider the position yours for the taking any time feel free to approach and kneel before cal with my sword and his floppy mitten you will receive my flash step anointment shoulder to shoulder and to shoulder again which I think is the first time that Lil Cal has been mentioned in this new universe. Uh, we saw him in the opening flash. Did we? Okay. Yes, because um, bros, this Dirk's meteor item was the Durst pajama Lil Cal. There we go. So. The universal constants are Sweet Bro, Hella Jeff, Dad, and Lil Cal. Yeah, Lil Cal even more so because he showed up on Alternia. Um. Little Sebastian picks up the fridge and throws it through a wall and we get a dad note. Daughter, if you are reading this, it means you are strong enough to lift the fridge. You have truly become a mature, powerful woman. I have never been more proud. Now be a good girl, put the fridge down, and stay inside. Dwight just says, bad chance, dad. This bird's gotta fly. I love the dad notes I love so dad much. notes. Dad notes are the best notes. Uh, little Sebastian throws the fridge through a wall. Dad, who's doing the car wash, notices. Uh, and then what happens? Jade throws the hat down and levels up. She attains a new ladder on the ladder, A new rung on the ladder. Yeah. The level above the one that she is on is Eris Sands' parent. Which is not oh. worrying at all, given what we know about this game and what it does to Guardians. Oh, no. It's probably fine. <laughs> it's also a reference to Air Transparent being the, the next rung on John's Escher ladder. So what we're saying is dad is trans in our universe. Yes. I think that's a good <laughs> valid theory. Explains yeah. why he's so obsessed with serious business. Pipes. <laughs> It's, uh, and why he fucks so much let's be honest mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're right you're right it, uh, yes his his obsession with um serious business is a hyper performance of masculinity um, i just want to say dad egbert's strap game has to be up there <laughs> definitely got mom lalonde interested hey. so you know <laughs> Woo! Woo. 
Actually, wait. Oh, that's actually very good as the reading of. Oh, because if Roxy is trans, that means Mom Lalonde is also trans. That's yep. Mom Lalonde and Dad Egbert are a T for T couple. T for T, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. That's uh, that's really all there is to say on the matter. Fuck yeah, sounds great. Oh. Meanwhile, Jake is getting chased by Goat Death. Yeah, from one strapped character to another. Jesus. What is this line? Sorry. It moves like some sort of giant frisky seal that is very hungry and angry. You know from experience that bullets only make them hungrier and angrier, so there's nothing to do but run. Don't shoot goat just, just the line giant frisky seal really getting me right now. I don't know why. Mm. I mean, that's very hussy, though. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah, listen, honestly, there is a... Um... There's another strap joke in here somewhere about guns, but... Uh-huh. Yeah, from one strapped character to another. Jesus. I'm just going to edit that one in before. Okay. <laughs> the other transition there is that we made a joke about Jake being an egg last time, so... Ah, fair. Uh-huh. Um, when there's one trans friend, there's usually a couple more. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, Speaking of which, Brobot saves the day. Well, first Jake gets accosted by a swarm of Tinkerbells. True. That just, they're being so friendly. They're so sweet. And then we get the page with the goat bleat. Sure do. And uh, Brobot shows up and is revealed and uh, just decapitates Goat Dad. So, R.I.P. Goat Dad, we only had you back for a short time. All right. Uh, And then Jane runs to the mailbox, and we get some pages of Dad Crocker looking in stern fatherly disapproval at the mess that has been made. Including the taxidermy of Pop-Up Crocker that... uh, we did not mention, but yeah, also... now has a a, sl- a slit eye and one arm. Hmm. 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 That's not significant at all. Yeah, it's like a thing that we've seen before. And then we get the page, which is number forty-two eighty-two. It is titled "S Jane Get Mail," and uh, the sound here again is windchime foley. The same thing from, yeah, so the, the, the page opens up with the title card of Homestuck, which I believe is how John's intro page ended. Yeah, this uh, is, like, similar to the John's, like, opening yeah. titles page. But it, it starts no with the place. Homestuck. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with that, and then it fades into the rest of what happens here, which is um, Jane reaching her hand into the mailbox and then fucking exploding. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I will say the the browser is interesting um, because pages that feature Windchime Foley are page eighty two, page forty two eighty two, and a page we have not uncovered yet. So can't. Oh, I think it's the credits. Oh, okay. Well, Which well, we are right. a ways away from. Again, sometimes I'll say something related to homestuck and go how the fuck do i know that <laughs> that is um because you fucking are a library dirty in my homestuck. brain yeah but yeah i can confirm that is the credit page i don't think it's an important one other than the credits being important jane um, becomes an astronaut with the catalonian space program uh or the basque space program oh my god sorry what have you not heard of the Basque Space Program? No. Uh, it was during the uh, fascist occupation uh, or fascist regime in Spain, the Basque region. Assassination of Luis Carrero Blanco, Wikipedia. And basically, uh, anti-fascist uh, blew up a guy's car so hard it went over an apartment building. And that's uh, related to this, too, because Jane, as a libertarian, is only a few steps away from being a fascist. 
Hey, hey, if you're listening to this and you want to dox me for like insulting fascists, just like, please don't. Have you considered um, not doing that? Not. Reassessing your Anyway, that's cool that his car self. went over a building. And also cool that fascists were being assassinated. True. Yeah. But yeah, so dad looks on in horror as his child is exploded. And that's the end of the act. And the curtains close. And Andrew Hussey's robot says, one down. One down. Yeah. So, hmm. Love the precedent that is being set here. Yep. Yeah, you know. This section. It's, it's, ugh. I, Yeah. I have enjoyed this experience with you friends. There are a lot of things about this narrative that I find interesting. There is also a lot about the way Hussey likes to tell the story that is annoying as fuck. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just like, oh, my God, you want to feel so cool, don't you? But and also, it's... the the point of this is that it's teasing the audience, right? Like, it is... Mm. It's not a like a Moffat like speech or something. This is a like directly looking at the audience and going, I am going going to kill kill these characters. characters. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, that in and of itself is still like, okay, sure. Which like we will talk about next time because of the rest of this like hussy interlude. But like, yes, that is the. It's just kind of frustrating like i i like i said i know homestuck as a narrative likes to be frustrating and sometimes that's bad sometimes it doesn't need to be frustrating you don't have to be like this Mm -hmm. like i don't because i'm sure like you know john died a couple of times and kept coming back so you know death means nothing why right. should I give a good goddamn anymore? And so it, it's just, ugh. And also, comic rules haven't seen a body. Exactly. And like so it's, it's just, it's I don't know, it's obnoxious. I get it. Like, oh man, li- leave it on a cliffhanger. But it's also like this doesn't matter. I know this doesn't matter. We all know this doesn't matter. <laughs> sure, but it is also a way to do what Homestuck does of building up tension in one situation and then immediately swapping to another situation. I mean, I guess, but we've had so many characters die. This right. isn't even tension anymore. It's just right. like, well, another character died, I guess. Can't wait to see how this is going to not matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I mean, it is interesting. Um, that you bring up Moffat because I've been thinking about this with the, the third reboot of Homestuck as well of like the like is on a scale of Russell T Davies to Stephen Moffat like how does your serialized media deal with long-term plots because like mm-hmm. you know is it so self-contained that there are no long-term plots or is it so focused on the long-term plot that the long-term plot never actually does anything like right does it crescendo to and like so far what we've seen homestuck doing is a good blend of the two where like the long-term plot actually crescendos to a finale and then the story continues then the story continues and now we're in that like very early stage of like the building up because like you don't get Cascade without having a million things happening to resolve Cascade. Right. Because, because, yes, because Cascade is the resolution of everything that has come before. When it. you then have only one thing happening after that, it's like, where'd the music go? Right. Anyway. Yeah. Jane's dead. Good riddance. It's... We'll never see her <laughs> ever again. Uh... Yeah. It's a big dramatic place to end your act. I understand. I mean, I don't understand entirely why, mm-hmm. but from a general perspective, I understand like, oh yeah, you want to end on a big note of big thing happens. Tune in next time to see how our heroes. But also, it's like fucking Christ. Okay, 
here we go again, I guess. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. I'm not doing a great job at articulating exactly why I am feeling this way, but, but there is something about this section that just feels like exhausting homework yeah. of, of just great time to do it all again. Nothing I did before matters and just uh, back in it. The yep. cycle continues. And yeah, it's now just, everybody's text color is harder to read. And they're annoying teenagers, you know, like. I mean, the the teenager stuff, I honestly don't mind so much because like, yeah, that's what teenagers are going to do. They're going to have a little bit of drama and, you know, struggle to articulate anything. Mm-hmm. It's all of the other shit. It's the fucking like, oh, Betty Crocker, fucking nefarious ass evil bitch coming for your shit and like i don't know i i I, in fairness we haven't gotten this far in this act i probably shouldn't be having this reaction maybe i'm just tired because i've been dealing with a lot of shit lately in my own life so maybe i'm just imprinting or not imprinting what is the term projecting projecting thank you um the opposite um projecting some shit but it's just there's there's frustration here that is just frustrating. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not saying that like I need to be pat on the head and be told that I'm a good boy for finishing each section, but I also don't like being kicked in the face and being told fuck you each time I finish a section. Yeah, we yeah. did also think um, to go way back, act one begins, like act one ends with just a mushroom cloud over John's house and we assume John mm-hmm. is dead, right? Like. There is a par- callback to that here. I mean, I'm sure this is not the last we will see of Jane. No. He's just, you um, know, meh. No, and it, it's definitely not just you, because that is a fairly common sentiment about this part of Homestuck. Uh, yeah, and a valid one. So one of my struggles when I had to read um, A Tale of Two Cities was that the first half of that book you're constantly starting over every chapter is a new character with a new perspective that doesn't seem connected in any way to any of the characters who have come before and then the second half of the book is tying them all together and like starting over like Mm. whatever six or seven times like is very annoying and if you had structured that which like that's also serially published so like maybe that's just a common feature Mm-hmm. But, like, if you had structured it so that, like, the first half was one character and then in the second half you had to start over two more times, like, that would also be very annoying. So, yeah, it's a structural problem. Right. A big edit to Homestuck. Uh, do more with these kids earlier on so it doesn't feel like you're starting over. I don't know. Yeah, but that's... Hmm... That's actually a very interesting thing of like do a Harrow the Ninth thing of like who are these kids? What's their deal? You know? Yeah. Because uh, like on one hand I understand that like it's a full reboot. The The world started over again. So we are going to go back. But like I don't know. There, it, It's frustrating to go all the way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The world was always like, going with, to with... start all the way over so we might as well have been in it from the start. And part of the frustration too is like not a lot happens here, but also like these acts, like specifically Act Six, Act One, and Act Six, Act Two, hit so hard and fast because the point is to like introduce us to the Alpha Kids and like hold some interesting reveals until the end and do some cool storytelling with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, they go by quick. Like we've done two episodes, we're done with this act, and now we get to go back to the Beta Kids and the Trolls for an intermission. And then we'll be back with these kids for a bit. And then we'll go back, right? Like the cool, okay. it, it bounces back and forth here in a way that would, yeah, it would be cool if Homestuck did that from the beginning of like, here are three separate sets of kids from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. They're completely separate. 
Um, they're not interacting with each other, but also that's way too many characters to introduce at the very beginning. That, yeah, yeah, that's what I was just thinking of, like, to, to introduce all of them at the same time. Because I know we were complaining about a hive bent of, like, this is too many new characters. Yeah, well, especially if you think about how slow those first four acts introduce. Like, we don't get Super. all four kids until act three. Right. Yeah. There's something to be said of, like, yes, it would be cool. Right. Yeah, we did talk about right. like the tutorials of Homestuck, like right. And because we don't have any tutorials here, it does feel slow, and it does feel like because we don't need the tutorials again. We're just back here, and it's like, yeah. oh yeah, we know how capture logging works. We know how uh-huh. strifes work. We know yeah. how like there's nothing new here except the characters. What is important in this world, in this scratched alpha universe, is the differences. Because Betty Crocker is here. Her imperious condescension is here doing things. There are Lucy on the planet. What's up with that? Right? Like, it's important in the differences. And you can't have the differences without first setting them up. We're That feels like a good place to leave it. I feel like yeah. this is going to be a shorter episode. And that's Probably. fine. Yeah. Uh, next time, we're reading pages. Oh, fuck. I just had it. 4286 through 4345 which is the john and jade section but we don't quite get to the meteor trolls section um follow us on social medias you know what they all are yeah um have a good thanksgiving if this goes up on time and you're american um yeah with that uh listener Hit next.